Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. What if I told you you could start the 100-meter dash 90 yards in, 10 yards, just 10 yards from the finish line? And you could wager as much as you want on your victory. Would you take that bet? Join us for the next few minutes and let's find out how you can do that. Because it's happening. I'll tell you what, it's happening all the time. It's happening with our youth. Let me explain. We are creatures of habit. We begin our day typically in a very similar fashion every single day. The same is true when we look at the lifespan of a human. The lifespan of a person is built in different habits. We love our habits. We love them. We think they're the best things ever. And even if we don't like our habits, there's a fear to change them. I'll get into that. If a marketer were here right now, they would likely tell you, oh yeah, no, we get the, the, the benefits of the habit because what are they marketing to? They are marketing to primarily the young people because they know if they capture them, then they probably have them for a very long time, if not indefinitely. They know this. This isn't new information. If you're not considering your habits, you are way behind the game. All right. Clinically. Obviously, this is a clinical podcast, so we are going to talk about the default of habits. I want you to think about what kind of soap you use on your body. Do you have a special soap you use for your face? How often do you change the kind of soap that you use? Think about shampoo. Any different? Think about the makeup you put on your face. Think about the the chores that you do around the home. If you're in a family and you've got multiple people in the home, think about the different tasks that everybody just automatically does. So-and-so automatically does the garbage. So-and-so automatically does the dishes. So-and-so automatically does the mowing. So-and-so, and, and it goes and it goes and it goes because we are creatures of a habit. We want what is familiar. We want familiar relationally. This is why some people stay in relationships that they don't belong in because it's familiar. They're like, oh, I don't want to start all over because then you have to run the 100-yard dash from 100 yards from the finish line. But if we know, if we know that we're moving down the road and yes, it's dysfunctional, We sometimes will stay in relationships that are unhealthy, spiritually. There's a reason why it's so hard to get somebody to change a church. They oftentimes have to suffer some type of significant loss, Uh, you know, whether that's the church goes through a major change or the individual goes through a major change in order for a church to change. The church meaning the individual or the church. Labels. Man, we love labels. We love them. Whether they're healthy or unhealthy, we love our labels. Labels like 
Democrat, Republican, Independent, Constitutional Party, Tea Party, and so on and so on. We love labels because it creates familiarity. And habitually, we would go to the polls and we would tick, 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 tick down the line. And next thing you know, we voted all one party. We don't necessarily vote issues because that would be a habit break. A habit break is going outside of what we find to be familiar and comfortable. Well, I like the label of, let's fill in the blank, and therefore I vote fill in the blank. But that's not always what's in our best interest. Habits are sometimes pretty dysfunctional. But it's changing habits that's the hardest part. We create these habits often early in life. And then we stay with them because it's scarier changing habits than living with the bad familiar. Or another way it could be said is the good we could have is scarier than the evil we already know. And that brings me back to what does this mean clinically? It means we get locked in. We get locked into what we think is right. And for those of you who have hung around long enough in my podcast and listened to a few of them, you've probably heard me talk about confirmation bias in the past. But this is, again, where that fits. It fits in the habit. It is my habit to justify. It is my habit to blame. It is my habit. We create these habits as initially probably self-preservations. They are mechanisms that allow us to, uh, to, to feel some level of comfort. We put them in place because we want to be comfortable. What do we do about this? If we, uh, let's, uh, let's assume for a moment, and I know that that's a, that's a dangerous proposition, but let's go ahead and do it. Let's assume for a moment that everybody understood we are habitual creatures, that we are products oftentimes of our habits, that our, our words, our actions, they tend to be habitual. So let's assume that that's our foundation. How do we go about doing something different than that? If that's, if that's the way we are, how do we change the way we are? Well, there is something that I, I teach, and it's a very hard concept, in my opinion, to play out. It's not so hard to understand, but it's hard to play out. And that is, number one, we create a habit of breaking habits. What does that mean? We create a habit of breaking habits. That means in our routine, what we do is we build in mechanisms that allow us to self-assess, get assessments from others, feedback, and use those to make adjustments. And if we do that enough, we actually can create a habit of breaking habits. The hard part of that is it has to overcome the 90 yards. 
So you heard me at the beginning. I talked about the 100-yard dash. If I could, if you could start 10 yards from the finish line and everybody else had to start at the, at the, the, the zero marker going 100 yards, would you take that bet? Yes, I'm sure you would. We have to overcome that 90 yards when we try to break a habit. Because let's say we're trying to change products. The product that we change to has to be significantly better than the other one we were using. Because we have to notice the difference right away. Or we go back to the familiar. Even if it's a bad familiar, we go back to the familiar because it's more comfortable. And we continue the habit. So we're overcoming the 90 yards every time we try to make a change. And that's tough. That is tough, tough work. Number two, we have to intentionally be courageous. Courage has to just be part of our everyday ordinary activity. We have to see opportunities and capitalize on them. And that's not easy to do because our habits, it's our habits that allow us to take out a $1 bill and not know who the president is on the front of that $1 bill. Anybody out there know who the president is on the $1 bill? Washington. Washington's the president. And what's on the back of a $1 bill? There's two big images. There's a lot of images, but there's two big images on the back. Do you know what they are? Is there a pyramid? Is there a cross? Is there a monkey? Is there a sunshine? Is there an eagle? Is there an anchor? If you don't know these answers, it's because you're a creature of habit. You take that dollar, although that is, you know, obviously probably not the best example in the world because what are we doing? We don't use money anymore. We use cards. Okay, good. Let me ask you this. The card that you're most commonly using, what's the image that's on the card? Do you know it without seeing it? You might know the color. But do you know the image? Let's say if there's trees on it or something, do you know how many trees? No, you don't because habitually you pull it out, you notice it's familiar and you use it. What's on the back of them? Most cards have some type of a hologram on the back of them. Does your card have a hologram on the back of it? Have you looked lately? So these are things that show us that in order to overcome that 100 yards or that 90 yards difference, we have to be courageous and confront our own ideas of habit. We have to look at ourselves and say, okay, I like to bite my nails. I got to do something different on purpose. We have to intentionally put things in our lives that allow us, that force us in many situations to be courageous. The third thing, I love this one. This is what I do in therapy when I'm dealing with uh, people trying to break habits. Habits require that we replace them with new habits. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to get rid of smoking. I'm just going to, I'm going to get rid of biting my nails. I'm just going to, I'm going to get rid of, you know, when I'm bored, picking up my phone and looking through Snapchat or whatever. 
we can't just say, I'm going to get rid of that. We have to replace habits. So play the what if game. What if I didn't pick up my phone for the next three days whenever I was bored? How much time would I gain? How much energy would I save? How much would I actually be losing? What if I were to get rid of that? Playing that what if game allows us to decide what to replace the habit with. What if I didn't watch so much TV? What if I didn't have potato chips in the house at all so that I couldn't go to the, the cupboard and pull those out? What if I didn't have ice cream in the freezer? What if? What if I didn't eat once it was dark outside? What if? We play the what if game and then we go, okay, if I didn't eat ice cream every night, what would I do in its place? So at that point, you got to decide what habit's going to replace the habit. Because we are creatures of habit, and every habit that you break, it's because you put something in its place. If you're uh, a person who chews fingernails, I used to do that when I was uh, younger, much younger. Not so much these days. Um, I don't really care to put my fingers in my mouth so much. Uh, But I carry pins around a lot. I took a habit of biting my fingernails, and now I fidget with a pin. It's very mild in terms of its interaction with other people. People barely even notice. Matter of fact, most people comment that they didn't even notice until I pointed it out. So what habit can replace your current habit? Play that what-if game and explore it. Those are some things that you can do. And if you do, I think you're going to be, uh, one, it's going to be challenging, but I, I think you're going to be surprised with the way you were. Not so much the way that you become, because you can play the what if game and kind of figure that out. But the way that you were, as we shift habits, as we replace bad habits with habits that are less bad, what we find is that our life becomes more fulfilling overall. And if we create a habit of breaking habits, we will continue to walk in a positive direction. Because each of us, each of us has a pinnacle that we could achieve if we put in the right time, energy, and resources. This is one way that you can go and do that. So if you want to break your habits, my encouragement, do these things. Create a habit of breaking habits, any of them, small ones, start off with small and work through. Remember that you're going to be starting at the zero, not at the, at the 90, because the habit you're starting 10 yards from the finish line, that doesn't mean you're on the right track. Two, intentionally be courageous requires courage. Three, play the what if game to find out. Number four, which is the replacement. Find that replacement. If you do those four things, I think you'll find that uh, your habits will shift and so will your life. Thank you so much for joining me and have a great day.